So the Gemara Megillah brings down that a pasuk in the Torah that says, "Loi ma'astim ve'loi ga'altim lechaloisam lahafer beriti itam." Well, Hashem says, "I'll never forsake the Jewish people, no matter what." And the Gemara darshans that pasuk and says, "Log ma'astim." In the time of the Yivanim, Logaltim, in the time of Bavel, Lechalotam, the word Lechalotam, to destroy them, the Gemara Darshans is going on Haman. Even though Haman wanted to destroy the Jewish people, Lahashmi Lahar Golabit, still Hashem protected the Jewish people in the time of Haman. So, it's very interesting that the Gemara refers to this Galut, because this Pasuk is Darshan, the four Galuyot that the Jewish people went on, went through, four of them. So one, the first, we know there's Bavel, there's Parasumodai, there's Yavon, and there's Edom. So why is it referred to the Galut of Parasumodai as Haman? So it's mashma that the... The toichen of the Golos is really Amalek. But it's interesting to note that Amalek's power only works when it's connected with a kingdom of Parasumada. It's really Amalek. But Amalek is now acting alone. It's connecting to a Malucha. So we want to try to magda that a little bit. Okay? Also the Gemara says that Esther wanted that the Megillah should be considered as part of one of the Kisve HaKadosh, one of the the Ketuvim, right? And the Gemara was back and forth explaining the conversation between Esther and the Gedolim of that time. And one of the arguments that I made is that there's a posik that they darshan that says that we only have three parashiyot of Amalek, three, three parashiyot that talks about Mechilis Amalek in the Torah. One of them is the parish in Shemois that talks about the Muhammad against Amalek. The other parish is Parashat Kitetzer, which we read on Shabbat, Mahotim Chetzech Amalek. And the third one is in Shmuel Aleph, where it talks about the story about Shaul Amalek going to destroy Amalek. And therefore, we could only have three parishes of Mechias Amalek. And therefore, Esther shouldn't be considered, Megillus Esther shouldn't be, be able to be put in as a fourth parasha. So again, simply by yourself, you would say that the Megillah is more Persume Nisa, not Mechias HaMolek, not a parsha of Mechias HaMolek. But from the Gemara you see that the main idea of what Megillah Esther is about is Mechias HaMolek. And that's why the Yushalmi says, and this is the Halacha, Yushalmi says that when you finish the Megillah, you have to say, Or Homon, Arun Rishoyim. It means the maskana that you have to come out from the Megillah is not just a persume nisa and a hakar satayf to Hashem for saving our lives. It's a deeper thing. It's the fact that the Megillah itself is made to teach us and to give us the parsha from Mechir Samalek. We see also from the fact that when Achashverish gave Haman the permission to do what he's doing. It says that Achashverosh took off his ring and he gave it to Haman. So why do you have to take off his ring and give it to Haman? 
If he's the king, he should have did it himself. He should have just used his ring himself. So you see that Achashverosh had to give it to Amalek to do the the Gezeira. The Gezeira had to come through Amalek. Sit down. Right? The, the Gezeira had to be done through Amalek. We see this also from another piece of Gemara and Megillah. Yeah, I'm going over the Yisaitis. The Gemara says in Megillah something very interesting about most of the Knech I didn't speak about. The Gemara says that the exchange between Achashverosh and Haman, the Gemara says that Moshal to a person who had a tail. A tail is a pile of dirt, a huge pile of dirt in his backyard. He didn't know what to do with it. And he was passing by the property of somebody who had a huge hole in his ground. And he was saying, Halavai, that person would be interested in buying the pile of dirt in order to fill the hole in his ground. But meanwhile, the person with the hole in the ground was passing by the place of the person with the tail. And he said, Halavai, that person would sell me the tail to fill up the hole in the ground. So one day the two of them met, and the person with the charet, with the hole in the ground, said to the person with the tail, can I buy the, the pile of dirt from you? And he told him, you don't have to pay me for it. You're doing me a favor, you're taking the pile of dirt from me, and do me a favor, just take it. So too, Haman was compared to the person who had this hole in the ground, and he wanted to get rid of the Jews. And Achashverosh is considered like the person who had the pile of dirt. He wants to get rid of the Jews. And then they make an exchange. So there's a few things we have to understand. First of all, why in the Mushal is Haman compared to the person who has the hole in the ground? And why is Achashverosh compared to the person with the pile of dirt? That's one thing we have to understand. The second thing we have to understand is the Mushal is not so doimit to the Nimshal. Because Bismillah, by the case of the hole in the ground and the pile of dirt, it's true, each one needs the other person. You can't get rid of the tail until you have the charitz. You can't get rid of the charitz until you have the tail. But Bismillah, Haman needs Achashverosh because Haman's not the king. But Achashverosh, he's the king. He can do whatever he wants. He can make a xerus. So why does he need to have Haman? So evidently you see that the power of Paras Umadai doesn't have a power to destroy the Jews, only the power of Amalek. Because Achashverosh Taket needs to come onto Haman. Now, to answer the first question, we'll get back to in a minute. Okay? So, the point's like this. We explained something very important, I think you have to get that clear, is that Amalek is a very unique type of nation which is different than the other 70 nations of the world. Chazal compare the nations of the world to a nekeva, to a female. And Klal Yisrael is compared to a zohar, to a male. It also says in Chazal that Amalek is also considered like a zahar, and therefore Klal Yisrael and Amalek can never have a connection with one another, because that would be similar to what we call Mishkav Zohar, which is not natural, not the right way. 
So therefore, Klal Yisrael and Amalek can never be together. Klal Yisrael and the nations of the world can have a connection. But Klal Yisrael and Amalek can never have a connection. What's the understanding of all this stuff over here that's being said in Chazal? And the Bira Dov is like this. We take a marshal of a husband and a wife. A husband is what we call the Baal Hatsura. The Baal Hatsura means the husband is the one who has the ideas. He, ha- he envisions something. He wants to build a home. He wants to build a family. He envisions something. He's the Baal Hatsura. But at the same time, he can envision and he can be ready to be mashpia. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't have any material to work with, then he can't do anything with his life. So the Isha is called the Balas Choymer. Choymer means the material. She's the material. She's not Kiveya, what the bias is about. She's the material. The husband is the Baltsura. So the Tsura connects with the Choymer, and together you have something that's a real thing. So it's the manifestation of the ideas of the Tsura. For example, just take a table, for example, right? So you have a person who envisions making a table, or envisions making a bookcase, something he envisions, right? So he takes the, the choymer, which is the wood and the metal, and he develops it into something. Now the choymer and the metal are not just a piece of wood and a piece of metal. It took on a form. It took on a purpose. It serves a purpose. So now the tsura and the choymer are attached to each other, this table, and they're inseparable, and now it becomes one entity. Okay? So too, Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is the tsura of the Bria, means that Klal Yisrael is, they define what the world is about. They define it. The world is Malcha Shemayim. The world is a place of Gilek Fayt Shemayim. That's the world. They define what the world's about. That's the mission. Now, in order for them to carry out their mission, they need all the material. What's the material? The nations of the world. They use the nations of the world to define and to manifest their definition to the world. So that would be like a marriage between Klaisa and the rest of the world. So the rest of the world is very, very much part of the Gilek Vayichamayim. The ultimate redemption is going to include the Goim as well. Right? The whole world is going to see it. But the world will see it. The world will recognize it. The world will use all their abilities and their kaiches to build the world. So that's going to be a connection between Klausel and the Umasalim. <clears throat> Amalek will be destroyed because there's no use for them. Because Amalek is not a choymer that they can accept the message of Klai Yisrael and Shtaltzu to it. They themselves are Balitzura, and before they're destroyed, they themselves attach to the other Umasa'ilam to spew their ideas. So Amalek really is the one who's Bechadish ideas. Amalek is about Surah. He has a plan. His plan in the world is Prikasol. His, his plan in the world is Mikra. He has a plan. He has, a, he has ideologies. He creates some ideologies. By attaching those ideologies to people, to nations, 
to facilitate it, it manifests in that world. So let's say communism, right? That's a that's a that's a thought, that's a philosophy that's developed by Amalek. And then you need a nation to take that and to actually implement that into its law, into its way of thinking. It manifests itself in real life stuff. Atheism, all these type of things, all these isms. These are all Amalek's surah. He's putting a definition to life. He's defining what's called a good life, what's called a prosperous life, what's called a correct life. So he was, he's, he's the one who makes the shittas. Who carries out the shittas? Who carries out the shittas is the velt. So Kokama the velt is, so to speak, married to Amalek. Then what happens is they, they're already married. We explained that Chazal tell us that a man can have more than one wife, but a woman can't have more than two husbands, more than one husband, because a woman is a balachoymer, so she can either accept the tzura of Mr. A or accept the tzura of Mr. B. She can't have two tzuras at the same time. It's impossible. But a man can have two wives, because each one is the choymer by which he develops his tzura, right? So the Umm Sa'ilam can either have us or Amalek. They can't have both. It's not Shaykh. They're either following the Tzur of Amalek or they're following the Tzur of Yisrael. So that's what it means. Ain Hashem Sholem, Ain Akisei Sholem. Hashem's name is not complete. And His cheer, His Malchus Shemayim is not complete. Kozman, that Amalek is in the world. Why is that? Because as much as we're religious, as much as we have the philosophies of the Torah, and as much as we live it, at best, we're only a zakhar. We're not complete, just like a person who's not married is not complete. Because he can't take his hashpa and do something with it in the world. So he's, he's stuck in a certain place. So that's why the world cannot be complete, because man, Amalek is in the world. Once Amalek is destroyed, so then the world can take on its full position, Right? So in, in the story of Purim, the nation that Amalek attaches to, so to speak, marries, is Achashverosh. But the tzura of how he wants to develop Paras in a way that it can't fagin to have Jewish people there. Because you can only have Nekevis, you can't have another Zachar over here. So it has to look to be Lahashmin, Laharagul, Abin. The Amalek means Amalek with us has to be Lahashm Laharagal Abed, and us towards Amalek has to be Lahashm Laharagal Abed. It can't be a Zechar of either one, because it's either going to be this Zachar or going to be that Zachar. Can't both live, either one or the other. So that's why they want to destroy, but they have to attach to uh, a, a nation. And now we go back to the marshal of the tell and the and the the hole in the ground. See, Achashverosh. He's not a Molek. So to him, the Jewish people is not, he's not a Manda Omar over Jewish people like a Molek is. I mean, to him, it's just like a, something like sitting in his country that's just a, taking space. He's complete. He has his country. He's already running it the way he wants to run it. And just the Jews are just like a sore thumb. They're sticking out. There's nothing he can do with them. He wants to get rid of them. Because he has nothing to do with them, they're a tell. But Amalek, he's like the Kharitz because he feels empty as long as the Jews are alive. He feels like he's missing. He's not complete yet. 
you can't be the Zohar, Kolzman, the Jewish people are also trying to take a place. That's a place, that's a Choritz. Choritz means there's a hole in him. He's missing. So therefore he has to fill his hole. His mashma from that Chazal, just a tea for a point. It's mashma Chazal, the Bala Choritz, right? He has use from the dirt. What's the use from the dirt? It fills the hole. Well, the Chayra, Amalek, it's not Daimra in the Marshal to the Nimshal, because why? Amalek wants to erase them from the planet. He doesn't have anything from them. He kills every single man, woman, children, and all that property, destroys it. So he has nothing from it. So why is he considered like the Balacharitz in the Marshal? The Territ says he has something for it. Because Kol's Monday there to remind him that there's a different purpose in life. So that's his jealousy burns within him, that there are much higher purpose than the real purpose. And they're reminding him of things, and he, he develops within him a jealousy, so he's missing. He has like a hole in himself. So by him destroying them, and they take it out of his consciousness, he's filling his hole. So he's actually gaining from it. He's gaining from their destruction. You got it? So that's the marshal of the Tel Nechart. So we had a Tosefus Kenech for my son Eliezer. He wanted to be moistive to this. A very important Nekudah. So this story of Amalek, of this whole uh, Purim story, is a, sp- a story of Mechias Amalek, right? So, but it's not enough for the Jewish people just to kill Amalek. The Jewish people now have to be Nizdaveg to the Ummah. They have to do what Amalek was doing, to be the complete turnover of power. Amalek had Parasumada in his back pocket like a wife, so to speak. He was the Baltua, they were the Balchaimer. Now it has to flip power. Esther has to be the Malka. Mordechai has to be the Mishnah Lamelech. Now the country has to run according to the Jewish philosophy. It has to flip. That's the full circle. The full circle is this is a bit of a revelation of exactly what's going to happen in Yemois HaMashiach. That's why the Chazal tell us, and there's many sources to this, that the Purim story is a miniature revelation of Yemois HaMashiach. Because in Yemois HaMashiach, that's what's going to flip. The worlds are going to be under the influence of Amalek to the strongest level. After the revelation of Mashiach, switch. Now the, now the nations of the world are going to be under the Jewish people. That total flip, that's what's happening over here. Now how does the, the revelation of Yemois HaMashiach work? Right? It works in a certain way. What happens is that Hashem appears on the scene. HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears on the scene. And you see what we call the Gilu Yichar Hashem. Means there's actually two things going on at the same time, simultaneously. One thing is called Bitul Hara. Bitul Hara means that we see the emptiness and the nothingness and evil. Through the Gilu Yichar Hashem. Gilu Yichar Hashem is Ein Oid Movadai. Ein Oid Movadai, the definition of Ein Oid Movadai is that it is only Hashem, and there was only Hashem. Hashem Molach, all along. Hashem Melech and Hashem Yimlech. Meaning that you thought you were fighting against Hashem, you thought you were succeeding. Hashem was actually using you all along to bring out His plan of revealing Himself. Like the Ramchal says that the purpose of the Ra is only to facilitate in its bittel the Gilu Yichar Hashem. Because Yichar Hashem negates any other power. So Hashem is destroying. And not only is he destroying at the end, all along he was preparing the steps of destruction. For example, we see by Haman, he's preparing a gallows. 
He's preparing a gallows for Mordechai. But really, he was preparing the gallows for himself. So he was trying to, to, to blot out any remez and any reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world because the Jewish people is what represents Hashem. So blotting out the Jewish people is blotting out Hashem from the world. And Hashem says, you're only preparing steps for you to destroy yourself. That's Gil Yichud Hashem, the Mafreya, right? Same thing by uh, Esther killing Vashti, bringing Esther into the Malchus, was actually preparing steps for what we want, for the ultimate redemption. So everything that you're trying to do against is actually a step in the process to bring us to where we need to go. The same thing we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Bari sees through his astrologers that the Moshiach Shal Yisrael is about to be born. So he makes a gezerah that all baby boys have to be killed. According to some of Farshim, even Egyptian kids. Because he doesn't know if he's going to be Egyptian, he's going to be Jewish. So he wants everybody dead. So he thinks he's in charge of the world. He can manipulate the results of history based on nature. He's reading the stars. So he has a certain chokhmah in science. And based on that, he could outmaneuver Hashem in the chess game, so to speak. Right? It feels like with Teva, he could outmaneuver Hashem. Hashem made the world, he made Chukas Teva, and it's revealed through the Chukas Teva what's going to be. By making that Gezerah, he actually brought the Moshe and Shal Yisrael to him. Because how is some Jewish kid living in Goshen going to end up in Paris Palace? How's that Shaykh and Matthias? That's so far from Matthias. It's Rachak from Matthias. So what does he do? He makes a gezerah, and then the kid gets thrown in the water. His daughter has Rachmanus on the kid, brings the kid to him. And the Ebenezer speaks out that it was very important that Moshe Rabbeinu grew up in the palace. You know why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu had to be a king. He had to be a leader. Who's going to train him in leadership? Who's going to train him? Paro has to train him. We can't get trained in Goshen where he's working like a like an Eved, uh, picking up bricks and why. How is he going to learn how to lead? He needs to be trained in leadership. He needs to be trained how to run a government. He needs to have all that training. Who's going to train him in the, uh, sitting out there as an Eved? Paro has to train him. So while he's trying to kill the Mashiach and Shal Yisrael, he's training the Mashiach and Shal Yisrael. And this is the way it goes through history. That's the Gilu Yichel Hashem, that's always Hashem, only. But there's another aspect of Gilu Yichel Hashem, which we spoke out a little bit in Shal Shudas, a very important aspect of Gilu Yichel Hashem. Because Gilu Yichel Hashem says, the plan of Hashem will be, because that's His plan. And nothing stands in His way, right? So what that does, it also negates Bechira. Because basically, the Jewish people sinned. And in the sin, there's something called Malchus. Hashem's revelation in this world is like a melech. So in the world of Malchus, you have to be worthy. If you sin, you get punished. If you're a good Eved Hashem, you deserve kiyum. In melech belayam. That's the whole side, right? But when the Jewish people in the world of Malchus came to a point where they cannot exist any longer, it's not shy for them to exist in the world of Malchus. Because they were miyayish. We spoke about yush. Yush means when you come to a point where you feel like there's no more hope to do avoid anymore. 
So once you feel there's no hope to do Avoid anymore, you're done. Your career is over. So therefore they deserve clear. In the world of Malchus, they deserve clear. In which world were they Zoycha to live? In the world of Yichar Hashem. Because in Yichar Hashem it says that I have a plan and the Jewish people are part of my plan. And the way we spoke it out on Shabbos is that they are Miksha Achas with Hashem. They are Chelek Mal with Hashem. So according to the plan, they have to be. So Hashem gave them life from a higher place than Malchus. He gave them a, 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 a life from a place called Yichar Hashem. That's what the Maral says. The Maral says that in the Gezer of Kliya, that was like regular Misa, that was death. And to save them, it was considered like Tchias HaMesim, that comes from Ashpah, that's higher. What he means is what we're saying. In the world of Malchus, the Takachai of death. In the, in the outer layer, the chitzonius tikalei the takachai of death. In order to give them life, he has to come from the higher level. So therefore, that was the tchias hamesim coming from the gilu yichrashem. So this is the full, complete circle of the revelation of of Mashiach. And we explained that this is the Indian. We go into the next vod more, but this was the Indian of chayiv inish lebesume adlayoda ben aruham lebaruch monachai. Because in the world of Gil Yichar Hashem, there's no difference between an Aruham and a Baruch Mordechai. Everything is facilitating the one plan of the Rabbanu Shalom. So in the Shoirish Hadvarim, in the root of everything, in the root of everything, it's all the same. And therefore, when we get drunk, the Goyen says that we don't know the difference between the Kel Nekamas Hashem and the Kel Hashem. Because it's all one in that world. And we explained another step, which again I'm going to go over tomorrow. We explained another step that uh, the Simchon Purim is that I am happy because of who I am, not because of what I do. See, most of the reason, the reason why we're not so happy is because we measure our value with how we produce, how we're doing. We measure ourselves in the world of Malchus. So I have mice that are not so good. Uh, this guy's better than me, right? So I, I measure myself. I have my worries and my fears that maybe tomorrow I'm going to sin. The Yetzirah is still here. And not so easy to win him. So I, I, I live in that world of, of not complete simcha. But on Purim is the one day a year that we reveal the deeper part of the Jew, which is the chelik of the kaimimal. We're revealing that part of you that deep part of you that says that you are be'etzam, a chelik of Hashem, not based on your maizam, only based on being you. And therefore, in that world, is complete simcha, because your connection to Hashem is independent to anything. So only because you're connected to Hashem, and in that world is complete achdus, because there's nobody, there's no differences. Everybody's shove In that bechina, everybody's shove so therefore, there's no difference. There's complete achdus. There's no aniyim. There's no ashirim. Matanas lavyonim. We have mishloach uh, right? So everybody's one in that world. That's the the, the tremendous world. But we spoke out of Kanej, and I think we have to expound on it tomorrow. Is that it's like the tchias hamesim that the Maral is talking about? Because during the year we do things. And because we did things, there's a certain yush that sets in, 
and we start to give up on ourselves, that we can't change, and we can't grow, and we can't overcome the challenges, and we kind of get, get stuck in that spot. Once you get stuck in that spot, you, you can't have a void anymore. So when you get the Tchir HaMesim, the point is that Hashem renews your, your, your life in the respect that you are who you are, you're a Jew, so you're, you're, you're still part of the plan. You're still part of the, the mission. You're still part of the plan, you're still part of the mush, mission. So therefore that should give you chiyus and ability to go further. It, 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 it gives you, re-strengthens you. It's Tchir HaMesim that it's supposed to give you more strength. That's why it says, Kol HaPoshet Yad that means even though in the world that we live in today, if you dive in, you have to be worthy to be answered. Not everybody can be answered. Because you're coming from the world, from the layer of Malchus. So not everybody's worthy to be answered. And you have to ask a certain way, and there's a whole style, and there's a whole system how you can be worthy. But once you're in the world of Yichud Hashem, over there, you get whatever you want. So it doesn't mean that you're going to get, get up on Purim and say, you know what, I don't want to have any problems anymore. Now, no Yetzar, and then it's going to go away. It doesn't mean that. But it means that you could dive into Hashem to give you new siyat in the Shemaya, and new people to help you, and new Eitzes to give you hope. So now you can go to your problem with a new look, a fresh look to it, with a new way of approaching the problem, which you didn't see before, and that's why you were stuck, because you didn't see a way out of your problem. Now you'll see a way out of your problem, because... The mission is still here. And Kolkama, the mission is still here. There's still hope. The reason why Jewish people lost their hope is because they thought the mission was over. Because 70 years were supposed to come out of Golis. The Golis didn't end. Achashverosh made the party. He used the Kalim of the Beis Amigdash. So it looks like the mission is done. Hashem had a mission. It was done. Gil Yichar Hashem says the mission is never done. No matter what it looks like. The Gil Yichar Hashem says the mission is never done. If the mission is never done, that means my job is not over. There's still hope. There's still what to do. I, I can't see it. I think that I'm stuck. So Hashem reveals to you that you're not stuck. And therefore there's Eitzes. That's the idea in a nutshell of what the whole day of Purim is about. And that's why it's such a tremendous chizik. It's a tremendous chizik that comes in the darkness of Golas to give us the strength to believe that the mission is never, Hashem never aborts the mission. The mission is always there, no matter what it looks like in the outer layer, where we're holding, no matter how it looks so strong that Amalek is there, he's still facilitating the real mission. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a, a burst of Tchiyas HaMesim to give us power to go weiter and to continue further and to be able to build on that. Okay, we'll stop you, here for today.